brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to a very special edition of the Three Down Nation podcast. My name is John Hodge. I'm here with J.C. Abbott and Justin Dunk for the first ever Three Down Nation live mock draft. J.C., how's it going today? I am fired up and ready to go. Dunkster, how about you? Hey, 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 let's get it started already. All right, so a quick breakdown of how this mock draft is going to work. We have each taken three teams. J.C. Abbott has taken Hamilton, B.C., and Toronto. Mr. Dunk has taken Saskatchewan, Edmonton, and Calgary. And I have taken on Winnipeg, Ottawa, and Montreal. And we will be making picks in real time. Um, We have not discussed them ahead of time. There will be surprises for you as you're listening and surprises to the rest of us as we record. Um, Each pick will get 90 seconds until you hear the sound of the bell. At which point we will go on to the next selection. Um, One more thing that we want to stress is that these are not predictive in nature. In other words, we are not trying to successfully guess which team will make which pick. We are simply pretending uh, for a moment in time that we are the respective general managers of these teams. And we are making the, the picks based on our own opinions of the existing rosters of the players who are available. Uh, Cause that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Boys, are we ready to roll? Mm-hmm. Ready to go Hodge. All right. Well, Matt, uh, I, as the fake commissioner of the CFL, well, the CFL might actually need a new commissioner anyway, but as the fake commissioner of the CFL, I now call the unofficial 2021 CFL draft to open first team on the clock is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, guys, as the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I'm playing with a little bit of house money here because we know how good the Tiger Cats are as a team. And it would make a lot of sense with the first overall pick to just take the best player available, take a future. I don't really need anyone right now, but I'm not going to do that because I'm the Hamilton Tiger Cats and I am determined to win a great cup at home this year. I don't care about winning the first annual Dwayne The Rock Johnson butt-kissing contest (laughs) in two years' time. I care about the Grey Cup this year. And right now, I've got a little bit of a hole on my roster at Canadian Receiver. I'm probably going to have to start one. I've got David Ungerer, Tyler Ternowski, Marcus Davis, Brian Jones. I'm not really convinced any of those guys is going to be a difference maker for me. So at the first overall pick, I'm going to take a guy who I think can be a perennial 1,000-yard receiver, super smart, reads zones well, sits in there, just a really intelligent player, more intelligent than athletic, but he's going to produce at the CFL level and be an instant starter. So I'm taking Terrell Janna, wide receiver out of the University of Virginia. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, 
I know someone who's really smart who had that in a mock draft about two, three months ago. And uh, frankly, I still think it's a smart pick. He fits a perfect need, and he's one of the few elite talents in this draft who's available right now. Perfect fit in Tommy Condell's offense. Loves those kind of receivers that are better at getting open with their route running and smarts than their overall speed. With the second overall selection in the 2021 CFL Draft, here are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. All right, this pick to me becomes very easy when I'm sitting in the chair of Jeremy O'Day right now. You have a bunch of prospects on the board, but the one to me at the top of the list who we thought might get a little bit of NFL interest, but no contract has come his way yet. University of Saskatchewan defensive back Nelson Lacombo. Yes, he is from the West Coast out in BC, brother of current CFLer Bo Lacombo, but he played in Saskatoon for a number of years, just has to make the short trip down there, knows the province well, and right away can be a contributor on all of your special teams and has the potential to develop into a starting caliber defender, maybe at safety, maybe at field corner, maybe even one day at strong side linebacker. That much upside with Lacombo, so that's why I'm turning in the card at number two for the kid from the University of Saskatchewan. Man, he won the President's Trophy for a reason. That kid just flies around the football field. He can do whatever you want. He can play safety. He can play halfback. He can play Sam linebacker. A do-it-all fantastic defender. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're coming up, coming up, by the way, on pick number three in the CFL draft, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And as the general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I am very disappointed to see Nelson Lacombo off the board because my biggest need is defensive back. Uh, the other need that I see right now on my roster is offensive line, but I'm confident that I can address that uh, when I choose again at 16. Uh, at number three, I'm taking uh, a player who will address that need of defensive back. And I'm also going to remember, I'm the reigning Grey Cup champion. I don't need a ton of Canadian help. I've already got uh, very talented starters pretty much across the board. Uh, so I'm going to look at choosing someone who will help me in the future, somebody who will help me down the line. Uh, this is an undersized defensive back from West Virginia who is second team all Big 12 in 2020. Uh, his name is Alonzo Adai. And Adai, I see as a guy who could walk in and be potentially a starting safety in the CFL from day one out of Pickering, Ontario. I just think He's a sensational talent, and he is going back to school for this upcoming fall season. However, I just think, uh, given that he lacks NFL size, he's probably not going to get uh, even you know certainly not a long shot down there. Maybe not one at all. And if I can get get a die uh, from day one in 2022, I'm more than happy as a team with a lot of depth across the board to roll the dice and take him here as a future at pick three. Absolutely great pick, Hodge. The thing that comes to mind with a die is. NFL production without NFL traits. He's a little small. He's not going to jump off the screen with athleticism, but he's a damn good football player that's going to make a lot of plays for you. At fourth overall, we now go to the BC Lions. I'll be frank with you guys. If I'm sitting here as the BC Lions, this isn't a great draft for the things I need. I, I don't like my interior defensive line. I'd like a Canadian there, but there's nobody there who could help me right away. Maybe I want to get some depth in behind Lamar Durant and Shaq Johnson if, if Javon Katoy isn't coming back. Uh, but there's not a lot of great receivers. Now, I could address offensive line. 
and and that's certainly a need. But I'm going to wait on that. I, I think there's a guy I can target in the second round uh, that will fall into my lap and I'll be very happy with. So instead, I'm going to reinforce a position of strength. We've got, we're going to start two Canadian linebackers. We've got a guy like Jordan Williams and, and Adam Kongar who can start in the middle for you. You've got Bo Lacombo and Isaiah Guzlak-Messam who can play will and, and cover well. But we don't have a guy who can pass rush as well as play linebacker and drop in coverage. A unique athlete that doesn't come around every day in the CFL draft. And he's a BC kid. So we're going to take Ben Halagic, linebacker and defensive end, I think out of the University of British Columbia. Because you know what, guys? I'm a Thunderbirds homer. <laughs> hey, I think you could make a lot a lot worse picks here if you're the BC Lions. You're right, linebacker is a position of strength, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't address it in the draft because, as we all know, uh, with special teams being such a big deal in the CFL, everybody needs linebacker help to get on those cover teams. So I think that's a strong pick. Uh, at pick five, we now go to the Edmonton football team. All right, I've just hired my good buddy Jamie Elizondo as head coach to take over for the departed Scott Milanovic. He gets his cool half a milli for the COVID season, bounces to the <laughs> NFL. What Elizondo had in Ottawa that he felt helped make those offenses so successful Patrick Lavoie. There is a fullback, H-back, tight end type that is available right now for the Edmonton football team to help out that offense that has, to be quite honest, a lot of dynamic playmakers, including Tavon Smith, a ratio-changing Canadian. So I'm going to go with the newly added to the draft, Boston College tight end, Jake Burt. Provides flexibility, allows us to be multiple on offense. There's people that have different opinions on him across the board. Some really think, you know, he could be in play as high as two overall to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, obviously being a Regina born and bred boy. And there's some other people that feel like, you know, maybe he doesn't run as fast as he actually tells you. But it makes a lot of sense for the Edmonton <laughs> football team, who right now. Don't have a fullback on the roster with a lot of experience. Mitch, Rapel's, Mitch Raper is there from the Carlton Ravens, but that's it. So give me Burt at five. No more Calvin McCarty there. So they've got a definite need at the fullback position. Now, Burt's a different type of guy. Uh, he's a very strong run blocker. He's a lot bigger than McCarty is or, or taller and longer. Um, can help you a little bit in the passing game, but I think a very strong pick in the first round for Edmonton. All right, with the next selection in the 2021 CFL Draft, we go at sixth overall to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, as the general manager of the Ottawa Red Blacks, I want to say that our team was terrible in 2019. We haven't done a ton to address the, the, the roster, honestly. We've come back largely with a roster that resembles the one we had in 2019. I'm not saying it's the, the exact same, but it's, it's similar. Uh, a lot of the ingredients are the same. Um, and frankly, we need upgrades across the board. And so while some teams are, are looking at taking futures, uh, I'm not in a position to do that. I want players who can help me now. And one spot where I really think I need a guy who can help us immediately, let's let's not forget, I've lost Jason Lazan-Seguin. 
to the Montreal Alouettes in free agency. Uh, I've lost uh, 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 Evan Johnson in free agency to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. There are some concerns I have about you know locking down Mark Corte long term. I think there's a chance he wants to go back home uh, to potentially play in Alberta. And so I'm going to look to Canada West where I have in the past with guys uh, like uh, like those fellas. And I'm going to draft Logan Bandy out of the University of Calgary. He's a guy who I think could be a sixth O-line candidate for us now and potentially moving forwards be a guy who might even be able to play a little bit of offensive tackle for me uh, because, frankly, I can't wait on anybody. I'm taking a now guy. Go ahead. Give me Logan Bandy. Great pick, Hodge. He's a real – he's a bruiser. He can move pretty well for his size, and he'll pop you when he's pulling. All right. At seventh overall, we now go to the Toronto Argonauts, who are making their first selection of the 2021 CFL draft. I mean, look, the Toronto Argonauts were not very good the last time they saw the field, but somehow, inexplicably, they've got the best Canadian talent in the league right now. So there's no real positions of need. You've got Enoch Mwamba and Cameron Judge who are going to start at linebacker for you. You've got Arjun Kulkun at corner. You've got a, a full offensive line with, with arguably too many guys. They're probably going to have to cut some talented players. And you've got Jawan Breskison and Dijon Brissett uh, at receiver. So you're probably starting more Canadians than you need to, which means in the first round here, I can take a guy who's best available and I can take a futures pick. And what I see right now is in the middle of my defense, I've got Drake Nevis as an American. Uh, there's a couple other Americans who will start. I've got Fabian Foote and Sam Anchepong. But maybe down the line, I want a unique Canadian defensive tackle. And so I'm going to take Mohamed Diallo out of Central Michigan, a long pass rusher, former basketball player, didn't play in high school, who's an absolute athlete, uh, can get after the quarterback real well. Now, there's some concerns about him. Some teams have called him the ghost. Um, maybe he doesn't come up north. Um, but I'm the Toronto Argonauts. I don't care about that. I care about traits, and I care about taking the best football player. So if he's uh, not the greatest dude in the world, I don't care. <laughs> you just want production, man. You're hoping he's more Casper the Friendly Ghost who actually shows up and you can see him as opposed <laughs> to that ghost that you can't see out there. Exactly. At eighth overall, we now go to the Calgary Stampeders. All right, two clear positions here for me of need. Offensive line and fullback. You had Charlie Power retire, a guy that was university love, universally loved around that locker room in Calgary. But I think it's more important, first and foremost, to protect Bo Levi Mitchell, your most prized asset. When he's upright and healthy, that team competes for Grey Cups year in and year out if they're not winning them. So... You took Logan Bandy off the board on me, and there would have been some debate on this pick anyways, but inside the Stampeders draft room, Peter Nicastro actually has a higher grade in this faux case. So I'm going to select the kid from the University of Calgary. He's just right across the field there. His hometown is Calgary as well. The Stamps have shown they've done this in the past with other picks. Ryan Sevier would be one. They just brought home Sean McEwen. So put another Calgary boy in there, Nicastro, to the Stamps. Yeah, the Stamps... After uh, the retirement of Shane Bergman, the retirement of Brad Erdos, there's no question they have to address that offensive line spot. And 
preferably do it with a guy who's going to play now. This reminds me a little bit of a pick a few years ago when a lot of people thought that the Hamilton Tiger Cats reached uh, for the second best of linemen out of the University of Calgary in Darius Sirocco in the second round. And that's worked out pretty well for them. I think Nicastro will work out pretty well for, for the Stampeders. Mm-hmm. Now, at pick number nine, we would be getting the Montrealouettes, but unfortunately, they made the trade that just keeps on giving for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That is the Johnny Manziel trade. So we go to Hamilton at number nine for their second selection of the day. Well, I've addressed my most pressing need at receiver and, and with first overall in Terrell Janna. So I've got a little bit more room to play with in this second pick. And... I can take a future. I can take a guy who I think can help me down the road. And when I look at my roster, what I see is some talented Canadian defensive linemen. I see Mason Bennett, who I took last year. And maybe down the road, I want a guy who can either be in the rotation with Mason Bennett or be the other bookend for him. So I'm going to take Daniel Joseph, defensive end of NC State. He's pretty much at Penn State, then transferred this year, absolutely lit it up, got after the passer. He needs to work on some things. He's not the best bender in the world, uh, but I think at the CFL level, he'll be an absolute havoc wreaker. I think that's solid. Yeah, Joseph, I mean, if you're the Hamilton Tiger Cats, honestly, like as you said off the top, JC, you're playing with house money. you got more picks than anybody, and you've got arguably the best team of anybody. So why not roll the dice a little bit here and there and uh, potentially hit a home run if you get a guy to sign? Absolutely. All right. On that note, we go to the next pick overall, this 10th overall, the Montreal Alouettes. Finally, I get to make a pick for the Montreal Alouettes. Um, If I'm the Montreal Alouettes, there are some really good futures on the board, but my concern is this. The Alouettes don't get to pick again until slot 27 because let's let's not forget this draft snakes which means that in odd numbered rounds and even numbered rounds the order reverses so montreal's pick was last in the first round they're up again now first in the second round um i'm not willing to take a future if i don't get to pick again until 27 i'm going to take a right now guy and to me the best right now guy on the board is a linebacker this is a spot where I feel I have an area of need. Um, this is a spot where we've we've lost uh, some key talent. We did re-add Chris Aki, uh, but obviously we lost Enoch Bwamba, arguably the best linebacker in the entire CFL. I want a guy who can help me on special teams. I want a guy who could potentially be a future starter at middle linebacker uh, as Chris Aki is getting a, not old, but a little bit longer in the tooth. This is Grant McDonald from the University of Calgary. Uh, I think McDonald is a really special player. Uh, he's he's super athletic. Uh, he moved well enough coming out of high school that Maine actually tried to convert it to tight end, even though he'd never played the position. Uh, transferred back home to Calgary, lit it up for two seasons, won a venue cup with his brother in 2019. I would love if I'm the Montrealouettes to get a now player as good as McDonald is at number 10 in this draft. Stud, love that kid. Covered him for a couple of years at the University of Calgary. The type of character that you want to bring into your team. Absolutely. And one thing that stands out to me, that first year at Maine, true freshman, nine tackles on special teams. He's going to do that for the Owls. Yeah, he's a beast. 
at number 11, making their second selection of the day, is the Calgary Stampeders. I'm zeroed in at my other need here, and that would be fullback. I mentioned earlier, I believe, that Charlie Power retired. Don't necessarily have another high-end guy on the roster, and you might be able to get your hands on one here. So I'm going to go a little bit off the board and take Bruno LaBelle out of the University of Cincinnati. Yes, he signed a free agent contract with the Arizona Cardinals after the 2021 NFL Draft, but the value is there. And if this dude comes to Canada... I feel like he can make a real impact as a physical willing blocker and a better athlete than most people think. So that's who I'm turning the card in for. A little bit risky, yes, but the talent I feel is worth it. My favorite player in the entire draft, Dunk. There are reps on tape where he is a pass blocker and he locks down Division One defensive ends better than some of the tackles in this class. Woo, that's what I'm talking about. Something I, I like about this too, LaBelle doesn't have a ton of production as a receiver at Cincinnati, but let's not forget Calgary just lost Eric Rogers. And, you know, 2019, Eric Rogers was Mr. Red Zone. It didn't take a genius to figure out, okay, when Bo's going to the end zone, he's looking, you know, for that short out to, or, or you know, that, that, that quick slant to, to Eric Rogers. So if you're the Stamps, you or the fade ball. You got to mention the fade ball, my man. Come on. Eh, they throw the fade a little bit, but. Bruno LaBelle is a guy who can run those very short routes for you in the red zone at 6'4", 250. I know I wouldn't want to be the CFL, you know, Sam linebacker trying to deal with that business. So if you get him soon, I think that's a great pick. At number 12, we've got the Toronto Argonauts making their second selection of the day. Again, not a lot of needs here. We've got the best Canadian content in the league. I've already got a future uh, at defensive tackle. Uh, I don't need anyone on uh, the offensive line, which is a strong position here. I could maybe go with uh, a future and Eamon Ogbung Bamiga, who'd slide in there behind Cameron Judge or Enoch Mwamba, but I, jack- I got Jack Kassar last year, so I've, I've got that pretty set. What I'm looking at is securing the corner position as a Canadian spot in my ratio for the future. We're seeing all these Canadian defensive backs for this next generation. It's going to change the way we play the CFL game. Right now I've got Arjun Kokoon and Matt Botang there. Well, in a few years' time, I want to have Dean Langert, the cornerback from Ole Miss. He was dominant at the U Sports level for the University of Calgary. He went to Ole Miss this year and played at a high level in the SEC. There were some growing pains. But he's a guy who's got speed. He's got coverage ability. I think he can start in the CFL, and he's going to secure that spot. We're just going to forget about it. Corner is Canadian from here on out. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think more teams should play Canadian corners, to be quite honest, especially if you could stick them out of field, where honestly they don't get a lot of attention anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great place to develop a guy, and, and, and a guy like Leonard probably could play boundary corner in the CFL, but if you're worried about him starting as a rookie, hey, stick him out at field, let him develop, and uh, and work from there. Up next is the Ottawa Red Blacks selecting at 13th overall, and the Ottawa Red Blacks, I said off the top, we need help everywhere, every position, uh, really, across the board. We need a guy. Uh, we went and got uh, Logan Bandy in the first round, a guy who can probably start for you at guard, can probably start for you at tackle. Uh, but I'm looking at right now a guy who we'll call a semi-future. What is a semi-future? Well, it's a term I just made up. 
And that term is to describe a player who is kind of a future but could potentially also be a now guy. Deshaun Stevens out of the University of Maine just entered the transfer portal. He told reporters that if he does not get a really solid D1 offer, he will strongly consider playing in the CFL in 2021. Frankly, I'm stunned to see him on the board here at 13. If he does sign a CFL contract, this guy should inarguably, in my view, be a top five pick in this draft. The fact that I can get him at 13 is the Ottawa Red Blacks, a guy who's going to be dynamic on special teams, who could potentially start at middle linebacker, potentially rush the passer as a starting defensive end this is the type of versatility the type of value i'm looking for to upgrade my roster and the fact that he's from nearby toronto ontario doesn't hurt either i'm snapping him up right here deshaun stevens out of the university of maine give him to me absolute stud and here's a guy who twice captained team canada in international competition something almost no ncaa prospects ever participate in he wanted to be the captain he's a leaguer he loves his country he'll be a longtime player for the red blacks at 14th overall we now go to the edmonton football team to make their second selection i'm surprised here because one of the top now offensive linemen is still on the board who in some ratings are ahead of logan bandy are ahead of peter nicastro bryce bell Wilfred Laurier University can never have enough offensive linemen. Matt O'Donnell remains a free agent. We're not exactly sure what's going on there with his football future. And as much as there's some other intriguing talents on the board, you got to have Canadian offensive line depth, even though, in my opinion, it makes the CFL draft more boring. But I'll turn in the card for <laughs> Bryce hey, Bell hey, 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 because hey, he's trying now, to win a cup. No. No O-line disrespect here. You're talking to two big boys. But people aren't tuning in for the number one overall pick being an offensive lineman year after year. They're tuning into the NFL draft because we're talking quarterbacks. <laughs> You're the anomaly. <laughs> I do love. And what is a quarterback, man. Dugster, without yeah, his offensive power. line? Come on. That's fair. Unbelievable. Okay, well. Hey, Bell's got great quickness. It's an excellent pick here. Yeah, I was I was surprised last year when Thomas Jack Cordilla from Buffalo fell a little bit in the first round. I thought that was a great pick for Edmonton. And you're right, Dunkster, with Matt O'Donnell being a question mark. You know, he was a CFL All-Star in 2019, but he's also getting up there in age. He's now into his early 30s. Um, I, I definitely think Edmonton would benefit from a bit of a youth movement on that offensive line. And to get Bryce Bell as a now guy at 14, I, I do think is great value. So I, uh, I'm definitely uh, supportive of that pick. At 15th overall in the 2021 CFL draft, we now go to the BC Lions to make their second selection. Now, this isn't a pick I think the BC Lions will actually make, but it's a pick they should make. And because I'm in the GM chair, I'm going to make it. I said earlier when I selected Halatic in the first round that I was hoping there was a guy that was going to fall to me in the second round, and this draft has played out perfectly. When I look at my offensive line, I've got three starters I'm pretty comfortable with. But at center, Peter Godber is a guy I love coming out, but he's had some injuries. He's a few years into his career, and he hasn't proven it yet or hasn't gotten a chance to prove it. So I want some insurance there as depth. 
Suk Chung beside him is a bruiser. Godber is a bruiser. And I've got an offensive line coach who went to the University of Saskatchewan who loves that style of play. And there's a kid I think is perfect for this who can slog in as a backup center. He can start for you at guard. He can start for you at center. And that's Connor Bergloff of the Saskatchewan Huskies who I think is one of the best run blockers available. He absolutely opened lanes for Adam Machart last year uh, on his way to being the, the Canada West MVP. Uh, and I think he can do the same for the BC Lions. Adam Machart, and it was 2019, but I think we've all fallen into that hole oh, of saying man. last year just because we won it. But he really was a key on that offensive line. Tough as nails. Scott Floyd, the head coach there, a CFL Hall of Famer, Canadian Football Hall of Famer himself, loves Bergloff. Hey, I'm a little sleep deprived, but that uh, that doesn't stop my love of Bergloff. <laughs> All right, at number 17, we go to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Or pardon me, number 16, we go to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, for their second selection of the day. Uh, I went uh, future in the first round, taking Alonzo Adai. And uh, if I'm the Bombers, I'm hoping for an O-lineman here to fall. Unfortunately, all of the best now O-linemen have been taken. That's Logan Bandy, Peter Nicastro, and then Bryce Bell and Connor Bergloff come off the board right before my pick. So I'm unhappy about that. However, I am happy that I can still take a future. I've got some nice depth on my O-line as it is. So I'm going to go ahead and take somebody who I'm hoping doesn't draw too much NFL interest after he graduates from Texas State in 2021. This is the big man, Liam Dobson. Liam Dobson was an absolute stud at the University of Maine, played a bunch of tackle at 6'3", 200, or pardon me, 6'3", 200, uh, 340 pounds, has the athleticism at that size to dunk a basketball, which is just tremendous. Uh, he's an absolute mauler. Uh, the best offensive lineman in Blue Bombers history, Chris Walby, was a converted defensive lineman. I'm not saying that Dobson is the next Chris Walby, but he played defensive tackle up until his last year of high school at Canada Prep Academy, and I just think he is so so violent and physical the way that he approaches the position it's like he's playing o-lineman as a defensive tackle to me that screams blue bombers and i'm willing to take the risk uh to see if i can get him maybe by 2022 or 2023 16th overall give me liam dobson absolutely that guy is a supermodel with the belly out <laughs> <laughs> At pick number 17, we go to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for their second selection of the day. I'm not happy here because Mr. Abbott, the BC Lions GM, has stole the guy that I was hoping would fall to me, Connor Berglaff, the Saskatoon native, played for the University of Saskatchewan. We wanted to continue building depth for the future along the offensive line and get a guy that we knew was going to be in camp if we do play football. Bergloff is off the board, so... That makes me look at everything. Lots of possibilities here. Does a Chuba Hubbard come into play? There's some people that feel like he might end up in the CFL sooner rather than later. Maybe his skill set is actually better for the bigger field Canadian game. Although, you know, that might change with this XFL nonsense. Hopefully it doesn't. But there are some intriguing talents that I might be willing to roll the dice on. I know I can probably get an offensive lineman who is similar, you know, Tyler Packer, Carter Como, down the line here. If I take a Chuba Hubbard, it seems so enticing. I want to do it so badly. There's some other intriguing talents on the board. Amen Ogbong Bamiga signed an undrafted free agent contract, but I think at the end of the day, 
It's the CFL draft, which means you got to make the boring pick. And I'll take Tyler Packer, offensive lineman, University of Calgary. Wow. Wow. That's a lot higher than I would normally expect Packer to go, but he is available right now, and the other top linemen on the board aren't. He's made a radical change with his body over the last year. He played a little overweight for most of his career at Calgary. He is now cut up, and I'm interested to see how he moves. Yeah, it's funny watching the film on Packer. He's playing at 340. Well, he's weighing 300 pounds right now, and no one's no, no one's seen him play at that weight. Uh, with the final pick of our 2021 live Three Down Nation mock draft, we go to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and I want you to remember, this is their third selection. They made two in the first, and again, by the nature of the snake draft, they get to pick at 18 and 19. We'll just do the 18th pick today. Uh, so, Mr. Abbott, general manager of the Ticats, finish it off for us. 18th pick, Tira of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, I think I've already made two strong selections uh, with Terrell Jana and Daniel Joseph for the Ticats. And I can still afford to take another future. And when I look at my roster, I've got one of the best offensive lines in the CFL. It's not a need. Uh, but that guy at right tackle, Chris Van Zyl, uh, the most outstanding lineman, he's getting a little old. He's long in the tooth. And I need a kid who can play tackle down the, down the road for me. doesn't have to be this year. might not even have to be next year. But in a couple years, I'm going to need a replacement tackle. And there's two on the board that might be there at that time. The one everyone's going to know about is Alaric Jackson. Uh, he signed an NFL contract uh, yesterday. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, I'm the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, I have some concerns about effort. I have some concerns about fit in the locker room. But there's another guy, a really long guy, a guy who's built like a tackle out at New Mexico State in Sage Dockstetter. Now, he's got... A few movement issues. You can beat him with a counter here or there, but I think I can coach him up and make him into the next great Canadian tackle. Ooh, and a Welland native too, so relatively close to home. Yeah, he uh, he grew up on, on the Onaga settlement, so he, he grew up on reserve. Uh, he really wants to be a role model for Indigenous youth in that area, something he didn't have growing up. He, he didn't have any local sporting heroes, and and I think he'll fit right into the community. Yeah, it's a great pick, I think. And looking over this list, like this brings our draft to an end. Sometimes we look back at old CFL drafts and you say, man, how the heck did that guy fall in a round three? Or how the heck was that guy still around in round five? And looking at the list right now, I mean, you got talent like Deontay Glover, Kyle Vorsa still on the board. You got, you know, a, a ton of receivers, including, you know, the NFL draft pick, uh, uh, Josh Palmer. You got Juba Hubbard still available. You got some blue chip offensive linemen who are under contract in the NFL right now. And Alaric Jackson, Pierre Olivier Lestage. I mean, you've got some some really, really talented players. Eamon Ogbongamiga. Nobody takes him. Nobody takes Patrice Rene, uh, who's going back to school uh, in 2021. So there's a ton of talent still available, and doing this has made me just even more excited for the real thing that we're going to get on Tuesday night. We'll look for some final thoughts before we sign off. We'll start with you, JC. Well, I think this just shows how chaotic the CFL draft can be. Uh, you never knew who was going to take who with the next pick. Uh, you never knew how it was going to fall. And the thing is, we just did what we want. The GMs will do what they want on Tuesday, and it's going to be a completely different draft board again. Dunkster, final thoughts from you. 
To me, I really feel like it's going to be a wide open year, Hodge, and you've really illustrated that saying who's still left on our board, although we only did two rounds. There are teams that are looking at the double cohort, maybe not wanting players to come in right now. There's other teams that want players to be in training camp if indeed they play football in 2021. There's even teams that I've talked to that are considering what might happen in the future with the XFL and factor that into their drafting. So that means that the draft boards around the country are going to look vastly different. I think we could have some players go way above where maybe the consensus was at least in the public terms and some players that drop down the board because of all of these differing opinions and the ways the teams are looking at the draft overall. For sure, and keep it locked to 3 Down Nation all the way through the CFL draft and after. We're going to have all kinds of breakdowns. We're going to be doing another podcast just like this, possibly with another very special guest. Um, after the pod or after the uh, the draft is fully wrapped up on Tuesday, uh, I'll be doing my live grades again. I also have another mock draft that I'm uh, very slowly uh, committing to on, <laughs> on picks. Uh, always a challenging process, but uh, that'll be up uh, certainly by uh, midday on Tuesday, and uh, the real thing goes Tuesday evening on that note we thank you as always for listening to the three down nation podcast we'll see you next time enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at bet mgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with bet mgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with bet mgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.